Welcome to the serialized audiobook, Seven Deadly Seals, written by Alana Albertson, narrated by Jason Clark and Jennifer O'Donnell, produced at Brickshop Audio Inc. Seven Deadly Seals is also available in print as an ebook on the Radish Fiction app and as a full-length audiobook. If you want the whole story without waiting, grab one of these formats from the links at www.authoralanaalbertson.com. That's www.authoralanaalbertson.com. And now, Seven Deadly Seals, Episode 6. Chronic, Seven Deadly Seals, Book 2. Chapter 1. Grant. I threw a stake in the pan, the scent of grease wafting through my apartment. My ex-girlfriend Mia refused to eat meat. Fucking hippie. A vegan, she'd freak when I sautéed her veggies in butter. Last night, I'd been so angry that there was even the possibility that Mia thought she could trick me. But I channeled my energy. I had a plan to test Ksenia, the girl asleep in my bed, try to figure out if she was really Mia in disguise. My fingers tingled. This would be fun. Epic, even. If my hunch was correct, I couldn't wait for the chance to see how far Mia was willing to go to try to fool me. Did she really think I wouldn't figure out who she was? I grabbed my cell phone. The girl on the other end answered, her voice breathy and sensual. Hello? Grant? Yeah, it's me. I said, careful to keep my voice low in case Ksenia woke. Hey, you were right, something's up. The girl rattled on about her theories and offered up a suggestion. I wasn't thrilled by it, but at this point I'd agree to anything that would get me one step closer to the truth. Yeah, sounds good. I'm on it. Later. I hung up the phone. Everything was falling into place. First order of business was to get Ksenia to quit working at Panthers and find a job somewhere I could keep an eye on her, make sure she was safe. I didn't care that we were broken up. Even if there was even the slightest chance this girl was Mia, I didn't want a bunch of jackasses watching her strip. She had lost her virginity to me for fuck's sake. I mean, she had even told me when I last saw her at my place that I still was the only man she'd ever slept with. Joaquin would kill someone if he knew his sister was moonlighting as a stripper. Hell, I would too. I had to put an end to this bullshit today. Before Joaquin was arrested, he made me promise that I would look out for his sister. I gave him my word with every intention of honoring it. But when Mia came to me after Joaquin was arrested, begging for help, I broke my vow. Too consumed by my anger, by my rage toward her betrayal, I wanted nothing to do with her. How could she have left me when I needed her most? I was such a stubborn jackass. Maybe if I had listened to her, helped her, fuck it, helped Joaquin, Instead of hiding behind my pride, 
things would be different. Maybe Mia and I could have worked together to exonerate Joaquin, find out who really killed Tiffany. Maybe Mia could have finally told me the truth about why she really left me, and maybe we could have started fresh. The time for second chances had passed, though. It was clearly way too late. I'd kept my own secrets from Mia, too. Secrets about how far I'd fallen without her. How I couldn't live without her. How no matter how much success I had in the teams, it meant nothing without her by my side. I closed my eyes for a moment, remembering the last time she had been mine, truly mine. She'd kept a vigil at my bedside, night after night. She'd dressed my wounds, given me my meds, even read to me. She had seen me at my worst, at my weakest. I'd let down my guard, allowed her to take care of me, the way she'd always wanted to. After I could take care of myself, finally independent of the machines that were keeping me alive, when I actually felt like a man again, we'd made love one last time. And it had been different than any other time we'd had sex before. Our bodies melted into one. Our kisses were passionate, our lovemaking completely connected. I'd made a decision that night that I didn't want to live one more day of my life without her by my side. I'd even asked Joaquin for permission to marry her, had him go to the jeweler and pick up the engagement ring I'd purchased for her online. But then, without warning, Mia had left, absconded in the middle of the night. No goodbye, no excuses, no answers. Here I was, years later, conflicted about the identity of this empty woman I'd allowed in my home. My heart questioned if she was my girl, my head convinced that the only woman I'd ever loved could not possibly be crazy enough to transform her body. For my hypothesis to be correct, Mia would have destroyed her life to save her brothers, and used me in the process. I'd rather believe that I was being irrational. I headed into my bedroom and bent over the bed, watched the rise and fall of Ksenia's chest swollen with implants as my mind made a mental checklist of their similarities. Ksenia smelled like citrus. She bit her lip when nervous, her smile curled on the left side. Though a different color, Ksenia and Mia both had the same almond-shaped eyes, and I could clearly see the outline of Ksenia's contacts. Ksenia had to be Mia. Had to be. Why else would Hiro react to her presence the way he had? Why did I hunger to inhale her intoxicating scent? Why did my body crave her touch? When she touched me, my pulse quickened. My heart raced. I almost felt at peace. I wasn't 100% sure yet. There were just as many differences between these two women as there were similarities. I met Ksenia at a strip club where she was writhing against a pole, spreading her legs for everyone to see. Mia was modest. She never even wore bikinis at the beach. Man, it couldn't be her. I was still at war with myself. Were the parallels really there, 
or were they just what I wanted to see? As a SEAL, we never conducted any operations without the intelligence to back our actions up. And fuck this chick, whoever she was, for making me doubt my abilities. Yes, they had similar features. They smelled exactly the same. Their skin felt identical when I ran my fingers over it. But this was pretty fucking crazy. Was my Mia capable of such an insane plan? Undergo fucking plastic surgery? Mia, who used to pale at the sight of blood, cringed when we would watch gory movies. And why? No question she did love Joaquin. They'd both do anything for each other. Anything. Maybe Mia was just as determined as her brother. There's a saying in Bud's training. The pain of failure must be greater than the pain of succeeding. Otherwise, you're destined to be defeated by your goal. And I was certain that for Mia, the pain of losing Joaquin would be worse than enduring any life without him. But I wasn't ready to accept my suspicions as truth just yet. I was sure of this. If this stripper was Mia, my Mia, I'd never forgive her. First, for abandoning me when I needed her most. Second, for destroying her beautiful body with plastic surgery. And finally, for this deception. There would be no room for her excuses when we arrived at the end of this road. Wherever it was about to lead us. If this girl was really a Ukrainian immigrant, desperate for a new life in America, the country I risked my life to defend, then I was a completely delusional asshole, and I needed to spend some serious time confessing my sins on a sofa to a shrink. Nah, fuck that. I was always right. I felt it in my bones. My instincts had never deceived me. I needed to draw her out, fool her into admitting the truth. Just as she was beginning to trust me, I felt my muscles tighten in anticipation as they did out in the field. This might even be a little fun. Let the games begin. Chapter 2 Ksenia I woke in the morning, groggy from sleep. For a few seconds, I almost forgot who I'd become, my heart remembering a time when I slept in this bed almost nightly, when Grant had been mine. Back then, I had been loved, whole, beautiful. Last night, though I enjoyed pleasuring him, being in control, taking him in my mouth, afterward, I felt cheap. I wanted to make love to Grant. No, I wanted Grant to fuck me. Raw, hard, rough. But I wanted him to fuck Mia, not Ksenia. No matter what I did with Grant as Ksenia, I still loved him but he was probably just having fun playing house with his newest Barbie doll. I slipped into the t-shirt he'd left out for me, the scent of steak and eggs permeating the air. I peered around the corner, watching my ex-boyfriend pouring coffee. Hero greeted me, licking my face. I rubbed his ear like he always liked, and he let out a groan. I noticed Grant watching my interaction with Hero. Uh-oh. I'd seen Hero with new people. He was fiercely protective of Grant and would lunge at anyone for getting near his master. Hopefully Hero wouldn't give me away. 
Morning, beautiful. I have a seat. I made you breakfast. Grant motioned over to the reclaimed wood table that occupied his eat-in kitchen area. A warm smile graced his beautiful face. The mere sight of him made my chest tighten. A steak topped with a fried egg awaited me, a glass of orange juice standing next to the plate. He placed the mug of steaming coffee next to me and poured in hazelnut-flavored creamer. Damn it. I was a vegan. I'd had sushi on our date and still felt sick. But avoiding this food could raise suspicion. I wasn't going to take any chances. Grant used to make me breakfast every morning, no matter what time he had to go to work. Back in the day, he would always make me a special meal, tofu scramble with soy riso. At the time, I didn't realize how thoughtful that small act was. But now my gut wrenched, thinking about how stupid I'd been to throw this wonderful man away. Maybe everything would be different if I told him the truth about why I left him. Maybe he would have forgiven me. The problem was, I didn't really know the truth myself. Yes, I knew what had happened, but since I didn't know who was to blame, I could never fully heal. I couldn't move on. I was incapacitated with the daily reminder of the looming shame that had become my existence. I halted that train of thought right in its tracks, because I could feel myself retreating. I straightened out my posture and fought to meet Grant's scrutinizing gaze. Thank you. You did not have to cook for me this. It is feet. My knife sliced into the meat, blood squirting into the yolk of the egg. I took a deep breath, shoved a bite into my mouth, and prayed I wouldn't gag. Grant watched me intently. Was he testing me? A huge meat-centric breakfast for a stripper he'd known less than a week? Maybe this had become his modus operandi for all the women who spent the night in his bed. I was clearly being paranoid. He was probably just infatuated with the submissive character I was playing. My face didn't flinch as I chewed the gummy flesh. Perhaps I should have forced myself to eat meat for the past six months to prepare my stomach. It tastes very good to me. He winked, and that devilish smile crossed his lips. Glad you like it, babe. I know this great steakhouse downtown. Maybe we can go sometime. I gave him a big, wide-eyed nod, batting my eyelash extensions like this was the best date suggestion ever. I'd love to go to there. It would be a blast. I could don a cow costume and pour a bucket of red paint over my head to protest the slaughter of those magnificent animals. That would definitely be preferable to attempting to have a romantic dinner there. I probably wouldn't make it in the door without yakking all over the place. I focused my energy on remembering not to bite my lip when I lied. Lord, Grant was already driving me crazy. With my luck, for our next date, he would suggest we go hunting. He leaned back in his chair and crossed his arms over his chest. So, I've decided, he said, and moved to scratch his jaw over the sexy morning growth he hadn't yet bothered to trim this morning. My eyes dropped to his fingers, and I momentarily remembered peppering that jaw with butterfly kisses in the mornings to get him to wake up. 
it's time for you to quit Panthers. My eyes jumped back up to where they belonged, because what the fuck did he say? Quit? No, it may not be dream job, but it is job. What do I do to get the money if I quit? I'm not a hooker. I will not take it. Your money. Why was he taking such a personal interest in a stripper? I needed this job to exonerate my brother. This ruse wasn't about pleasing Grant. It was about gathering information. I had to keep reminding myself that. He'd never take me back anyway. He was too proud. I'd hurt him too deeply. He deserved better than me, someone who would never deceive him like I had. He reached across the table and took my hand. I don't want you working there anymore. That place is trashy. You're better than that. My eyes scanned his face. Something was off. It was one thing to take a stripper back to his place, but wanting her to quit her job after two dates and a blowjob, not to mention no sex yet, didn't seem natural. It is very kind that you want to make me a better person, but I'm not broken paired for you to fix it. His face didn't register any anger. Ksenia, I like you. You intrigue me. We could have something here, but you have to quit stripping. His brow furrowed, and he gave me his I'm going to kill you stare that was normally reserved for the SEAL recruits he trained. I need to come clean. I've been lying to you. I don't work in pharmaceutical sales. I'm a Navy SEAL. Do you know what that is? Orange juice dribbled down my chin. My heartbeat raced. He just told Ksenia the truth. Did he really want to let his guard down? Let this foreign girl into his heart? A flash of anger took control of my mind. I'd purposely modeled Ksenia to be my opposite. Mia had been principled, ambitious, self-sufficient, and compassionate. Ksenia was none of those things. She took her clothes off for men, didn't seem to have any real goals besides making money, and was barely able to provide for herself financially, and was ice cold. And physically, Mia was soft and feminine, but certainly not a bombshell. After all these years, knowing that my soulmate could possibly find love with a woman with so many characteristics that I lacked, gutted me. Maybe everything I thought was true was nothing more than a figment of my imagination. Maybe Grant never really loved me. He only thought he did. But in the years since I'd left, he'd come to discover the kind of woman he truly wanted. A woman who was nothing like me. Could it be possible that he was on to me? If he thought I was Mia, there was no way he would want me to get naked and entertain a bunch of men. A rolling heat loomed in my belly. I couldn't read him at all. I have heard of the Navy SEALs. You kill people. Is it true? You are a dangerous man. My voice felt rushed, and it should. I was beginning to feel nauseous and wanted nothing more than to get the hell out of there so I could think. He laughed, his eyes drilling into me like a laser beam directed at my soul. We protect America. We save people by whatever means necessary. He formed his hands into a steeple, 
and I could see the muscles on his arms tighten. I'm not dangerous to you, but I'm not going to get involved with a stripper and have other men checking out my girl. I don't want you taking off your clothes for anyone. Only me. So that's the offer. You quit stripping, and I can help you find another job, or you can forget you ever met me. What's it going to be? My stomach rumbled more by the goddamn second, maybe from the meat, or maybe from my nerves. That, and I was lying to Grant and felt like I was a second from getting caught. He didn't deserve this. I hadn't thought this whole asinine plan out fully. Would he fall for another girl who would leave him? Who would lie to him? I couldn't do that to him again. I wanted to scream at him, hit him upside the head for wanting to get involved with a fucking stripper he'd just met. But I couldn't reveal myself yet. I refused to lose focus, allow the guilt to make me become slothful in my pursuit. I was having a leisurely breakfast nursing my coffee while my brother remained incarcerated. No, I will not quit job if I do not get the new one. If you want to forget me, you'll do it. Forget. His eyebrow rose as he gave me a glassy stare. Checkmate. He paused, that mind of his clearly plotting. Fine. There's this bar in Ocean Beach. I know the owner. I can get you a job as a bartender. You're over 21, right? As long as you're legal to work in this country, I can get you hired. The pickled frog? Kyle's bar? Hell yes. I wanted to break out in song to celebrate, but I refused to count my chickens before they hatched. Or as my Russian instructor Roman used to say, don't divide the pelt of the bear not yet killed. I took a long sip of coffee, steadying my breath. I needed a moment to sit and reflect. I had already achieved my goals for working at Panthers. I'd investigated the strippers from when Tiffany worked there and found that the ones working there barely knew her or the seals. The former strippers had vanished. Autumn, the girl I'd met last night at the party, had told me that she used to work at Panthers, but had since started working at an upscale club called Diamond downtown. She was with Grant the night of the murder. She'd given me her number and told me she thought I'd get hired. I needed to investigate Diamond. My other goal for working at Panthers was to gain access to the SEALs. And I had done that. I was sitting in Grant's place after spending the night. But Grant could cut me out at any second. No way was I going to quit my job unless I had another access point to the SEALs. Time to switch strategies. Very well. I would go. If I get job, then I do quit Panzers. Deal. He got up and knelt beside me, moving his hand up my thigh. That wasn't too hard, was it? Oh, God. Not physical contact. I was barely hanging on by a thread as it was. If Grant started touching me, I would surely blow this whole plan. His eyes ran the length of my body slowly before they settled on my mouth. I fought every instinct in my body to stay still. I haven't been able to stop thinking about how good it felt to have your mouth on my cock. He breathed, running his fingers over my lips. 
Before I could react, he threw me over his back and led me into the bedroom. After I'd given him head last night, I'd squelched any opportunity for him to go further, even though I had wanted to. I was dying to get truly intimate with him, but it was too risky. Once he'd positioned me on the bed, he continued running his hands all over my body, exploring me. He started to undress me slowly, kissing all my skin that was revealed. He spent a lot of time at my breasts until it was almost torture. I'd been worried that my nipples would lose sensation with the implants. Thank God that wasn't the case. I closed my eyes and tried to fight the battling emotions inside of me. His touch felt like coming home, and I wanted to bask in the sensations that I had gone too long without. At the same time, I wanted to rip his hands away from me and curl up into a ball because I didn't deserve it. He pulled my panties down with his free hand, slipping his fingers inside of me. His body pressed into mine, his lips hovering over my own. I closed my eyes, savoring this moment. Last night, I hadn't allowed him to kiss me deeply, afraid he would find my mouth too familiar, all in order to dissuade him from thinking I was Mia. But this time, this kiss, I didn't think. Not about how to kiss him back, not about how to position my mouth, not about how to use my tongue. This time, I allowed myself to feel and lose myself in the moment. I let my love for him guide my movements, my connection with him guide my heart. I couldn't get enough of his lips, his stubble grazing my chin. And for those few sweet minutes, there was no Joaquin, there was no Ksenia, just Grant and Mia back together again. But the battle waged through my mind once again as his kisses made their way down my body. My brain wanted to slap him. My core ached, imagining him fucking me senseless. Oh, this man made me so mad, yet so turned on at the same time. A rush of pleasure swept over me, and I knew if I didn't escape from him, I'd be unable to resist him in another minute. I caught my breath and playfully pushed his hand away, wiggled out of the bed, separating myself from him. My breathing was labored. My skin was flushed. There was no way to hide how impossibly turned on he had made me. We can play later. If you want me to quit, I need to go to a new job. He sat up, his hard cock visibly straining against his pajama bottoms. Fine. I need to shower. Wanna join me? He stripped off his pants and stood there buck-ass naked. The man was trying to fucking kill me. I wanted him more than air. But if I remained near his hard, naked, ripped body for another second, surely I would cave. I needed to focus, to think. Ah, uh, I had to stop to find my voice before trying again. I will shower later. You'll be alone. Okay, babe. He gave me a quick, playful nod and a sexy wink. A fucking wink. I'll be out in a few. Make yourself at home. 
he walked into the bathroom and shut the door. I closed my eyes and let out the deepest, most cleansing breath, releasing all the tension that Grant had built up in my body. How the hell did I survive that? I rummaged for my phone in my purse, hating that I was forced to act like one of those paranoid women who wouldn't let it out of my sight, fearful to leave it out in the open where my secrets could be discovered. There was a time when we trusted each other and hid nothing. Sadly, this wasn't the first time I'd kept a secret from Grant. My phone flashed. One message. Mitch. I felt my pulse quicken in excitement. Mitch. When can we fuck? Ah, oh, Mitch. The sexy jackass seal. Always the gentleman. I had placed a tracking device on his phone at the party the other night. I needed to wait to get back to my crappy apartment to check the data. My fingers danced along my phone. Me. Never. I'm together with Grant. If there was one thing I knew about Mitch, it was that he was all about the chase. The second I showed him a hint of interest, he'd be gone. And if he disappeared, I'd lose any hope I had of investigating him. And I knew Mitch had secrets. Lots of them. I had to find out what his deal was. I heard the water turn on in the bathroom. I took another second to relax, pet hero, and to give myself props for surviving this hellish morning. I'd already come so far in such a short time. But the real question was, how far was I willing to go? You've been listening to Episode 6 of Seven Deadly Seals. Tune in next week for Episode 7. You've been listening to Seven Deadly Seals, written by Alana Albertson, narrated by Jason Clark and Jennifer O'Donnell, produced at Brickshop Audio Inc. Seven Deadly Seals is also available in print as an ebook on the Radish Fiction app and as a full-length audiobook. If you want the whole story without waiting, grab one of these formats from the links at www.authoralanaalbertson.com. That's www. Dot A-U-T-H-O-R-A-L-A-N-A-A-L-B-E-R-T-S-O-N dot com.